Hi, I'm Kip, and you're about to listen to Common Ride with me. Common Ride with me is a tokusatsu podcast that comes out every week. Toku is a genre of uh, practical effects TV and film. You might think of stuff like Ultraman, Godzilla, Power Rangers, Common Rider, even stuff like Robocop. This is a weekly show split between two separate casts. One is the yearly cast, or the OG cast, where myself and Kip Six by talk about shows week to week as they were or are currently airing. And then there is a book club podcast where we condense things down to a uh, a couple month chunks to look at shows in a traditional book club format. And that features uh, myself, Steph, and David. Right now, you're about to listen to uh, the yearly podcast as we are about a little past the midpoint of uh, the currently airing Cub Murder Geats. And after a brief fall hiatus, looking at the ends of Cub Murder Build and Trojan's Die Jet Map. And. Shin. Racing Common Ride with me, episode 175, uh, the yearly or OG podcast. I'm your host, uh, Kip, and with me is Kobe Six Senpai. Hey, Senpai. How's it going, bro? Yeah, pretty good, you know. I finally saw Avatar 2, which I really liked. Cool. I'm glad you liked it. Did you like it better than the first one? I know that's a typical question everyone asks, but I had to ask you that. <laughs> I di- didn't see the first one in the past like five ish years, probably, but. Maybe it it like was just a pretty like it kind of felt like when I saw Nope where I was like, oh, this is just a normal movie and people are kind of freaking out about it. It's just a well-made normal movie, you know? Yeah, I thought so too. Um the first act felt a little off to me. I guess because like you said, it was like so long ago since um, you know, like I watched that movie. But once it got to the second and third act, I I really, really enjoyed it. I remember like an hour in the movie being like, man, not much water in this movie. I was like, oh, okay, they got to go. <laughs> There's a long way to go. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just like, okay, like, where's the new stuff at? But we got there and I really enjoyed it. Did you see it in 3D when you saw it or no? Yes. Did you? Yeah. I feel like that was the best way to see it. It's cool because like when like 3D's done well, it's more about like, depth and stuff like popping out so there are tons of scenes where it's like oh like they're like physically feels like there's like a vine in front of this like character and that's like a cool way to like change how you like shoot stuff and like how things are like just like blocked and that was really cool yeah i'm not really like a 3d movie guy because i just don't like yeah like how i don't know it's kind of hard to explain but like the glasses feel weird i guess in a sense yeah they do <laughs> so I just, I, I kind of uncomfortable, and I wear glasses. But for movies, for movies like that, I feel like it's just a requirement. And I think I think they did, did a really good job. Um, and it, did it feel like three hours for you? Yeah, but also like it wasn't like a bad three hours. Like this is long, but I'm like super into it, mm-hmm. and just you know, um, three is a lot like CG. Where I'm just like, if you do it well, I don't mind it. Like I love that this whole movie was like CG because there's definitely a lot of like intention. There's a lot of just like. It was there for a reason, and they want to like super realize this world, you know. Yeah. Then when they had the humans in it, it, like it blended very well too. So 
Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure if if this movie should have t- taken this long to come out, but <laughs> I th- I think he did a good job for the the uh, time between. I'm glad like they like made that time happen too. It's like oh, there's like teen kids here now. Okay, it's been that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was cool. But anything new you've seen her uh, play lately or no? I've been wanting to go see John Wick four. Um, I've heard good things about it. And I've heard bad things about it, but um, I won't be able to go see that until maybe tomorrow or this weekend. But um, other than that, um, just catch it up on stuff still. I'm slowly working my way towards being caught up on everything. Um, I think the only thing that I've seen that's new that's not really like geek culture type thing, I watched a show called Secession. Um, okay. First episode came out of that. That dropped. And yeah, how about you? Anything new? Man, Succession. I like watched like an episode of that like show, and I was like, "Oh, this is great!" And way too much. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is way too real. This is just yeah. It's like certain things, like oh, like violence or like nudity or like weird like hate. Like just like a family hating each other was just like the bridge too far. I was like, yeah, that's the real stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I've been um waiting for that new star wars game and like it's just like okay a like full open world like 40 hour game give me that you know i haven't heard about it uh, is it the the fallen order new one or is it something different oh yeah it's the jedi fallen order like sequel where it's like when is that scheduled to drop the end of april i think sheesh okay yes yeah, i like platinum that first game yeah that was a really great game i played it super late though <laughs> but um I have fun with it. Yeah. And like, um, speaking of Star Wars, um, I've been watching Mandalorian season three and I don't know on that one. Yeah, that's okay. So that's something else that I'm watching. That's, that's new. I'm caught up on Mandalorian and I feel the exact same way. And I don't know what it is. I want to say it's because Grogu came back too fast because mm. supposedly Feige or what's my guy's name. That's in charge of the uh, Star Wars stuff. Filoni. Filoni, yeah, Filoni. He really wanted to do a season without Grogu and bring him back after the season, but Kathleen Kennedy, I believe that's her name? Yeah. Pretty much forced her hand and was like, no, bring Grogu right now. And I, I feel like that kind of affected the vibe of the show because, I mean, <laughs> I think ultimately the Mandalorian will be about Grogu as the Mandalorian, not necessarily Din Djarin. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like his becoming story. But I do feel like the show would have been benefited a little bit more with without him being present. What do you think? I mean, I think that uh, Floaty or like Feige was like, okay, give me half a season of Book of Boba Fett then, and we'll make it work. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really feel like Grogu could not be here, and it would be fine. Like he's not really doing much, and it's just hard because like one of the plot points of the show is that like the Mandalorian like Din is like going back to his like cult and you're like I didn't think you wanted to do that until you did Mm -hmm. and kind of the same thing happened last season uh, where like Luke was acting like an old school Jedi and I was like I didn't think you wanted to do that but you are (laughs) so I'm kind of wondering maybe that's like a plot point that there's all these people like that aren't learning from the past and like are like making those same mistakes and like that'll come up and like 
maybe like Grogu's a person who like moves past all that, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're like some cool moment moments in the first three episodes, but definitely a lot of like, where is this really going? I don't really feel like we're, I mean, this is pretty much like Din trying to get back into, you know, like becoming a Mandalorian again. And then we have the other side plot of, uh, damn, what's my girl's name? Bo-Katan. Yeah. Kind of like her trying to reclaim the, the throne. You know what I mean? So. But I feel like it's not really moving forward. I feel like we're kind of like stuck in like a gray area right now. And they still have half the season. So maybe like all the setup comes to like head. But right now it does like feel like it's like, okay, I don't necessarily like it's just let's see them become part of this like group. But this group I'm not feeling great about because they have like weird cult stuff. I don't know, but maybe. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, Um. two things that happened Um. that are worth mentioning one you mentioned John Wick 4 is like R.I.P. to Lance Reddick that was a dude who was incredible at everything and was like I all accounts like a great dude he's the um receptionist in John Wick he's like that like guy that like takes like his dog and stuff with that like cool voice in the glasses mm-hmm. and also um we are breaking a streak um in this episode this will be our first episode of weeks so we're uh not gonna praise Jonathan Majors. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude didn't even make it past like a year <laughs> in the bright lights, and it was over some bullshit. Apparently, I hope his victim's okay. But holy crap, I can't imagine a bigger just career. Like everybody was so prepared to like. Give that dude everything, like every award, every highest grossing movie. People were ready, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Got to be able to control your emotions. Mm. And honestly, I think that a key thing <laughs> that you should always do is, if you're ever leaving police custody and you don't have a rock solid case, you shouldn't wear a hat that says freedom. That's just me. <laughs> Not a good look. Yeah. No. Huh. That's it for me too then. So we should maybe talk about some of our stuff today, which is uh, episode 26 and 27 of Comrade Geats and 48 of Comrade Build and Jetman. And um, let's start with uh, 26 of Geats, uh, Lamentation 2, The Scarlet Boost. Uh, because of like the like way we kind of like landed, we're like covering like the end of one arc in like this episode and the start of one in uh, the next episode. And... um. Here a lot happens, but what do you think about this like a uh, big moment for Geats and his whole like the way he's acting on his own and like what gets like revealed about him here in twenty six? Um, I wasn't really expecting a power up here, but I will say like right behind uh zero one, this is probably my new favorite suit. It's up there. Mm. The power is crazy, super fast, looks super slick, and uh. Something that I wasn't really anticipated by. I really enjoyed um, the debut of that. What'd you think? Yeah, because like they've been so good about like keeping the power ups like side grades and keeping things very like together and like having things be shared. Like we've had like two or three power ups that have been like multiple people can use them and having him get something that's just for him and like super plot specific was like a cool moment to be like, oh, like 
over halfway through the show, we first see this main character do some like main character like power up stuff, which like I like boosts like Mark II a lot. Like it looks like a like Red Fox that like has like a Dragon Ball Z like fusion voice. It's super speed and everything. It looks great. Mm-hmm. The way it has like those like impact frames, like it's like a fighting game where it's like and it's like yeah. showing fists. It looks great. Yeah, man. Like I, I'm really enjoying this and. I'm pretty sure he's going to get a few more along the way, but so far, this is my, probably my favorite. Even more than the base form. Yeah. Um, I really like, like, this whole episode, too, because, like, like, this felt, like, very much, like, hey, let's hammer home, like, what's going on with, like, Ace and, like, Michinaga, where it's, like, okay, like, they both think, hey, we don't care that you can do over. We don't care that you can redo things or make something better like like they're basically saying we don't care if you could have a like new world like a new best friend this one died or this one is dying and like the way that like buff is like in the end oh you aren't really my friend like you're just a monster pretending to be him mm-hmm. it's like oh that's his character right there that's like he can't die like he's a zombie and like it's like the same way that, like ace keeps getting reincarnated because like he cares about a certain world it's very much like okay that's why you introduce halfway through the show what the big like plot twist is so characters can like react to it and have it be part of their character and like they're both like rejecting the whole wishes and new worlds thing they're like fuck that this is real you know mm-hmm. what do you think when uh you saw he how he got his power up the whole uh past wishes everything yeah that was pretty surprising um like the best thing about this show right, right now is like i really can't predict what's going to happen next and I feel like they're really shifting the, the story into like a very forward-thinking uh, uh, momentum. Even with the Jamato games, I didn't really see that becoming part of the narration. But um, I think they pulled it off pretty good. Yeah, and like they're not trying to do too much. Like everything feels pretty plain. Like oh, when they like showed like his past wishes being granted, it's like wasn't that confusing? It's like oh, why are wishes being granted? Then like they came from space and they were like howling in the sky. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, and um, his past names were stuff like, what were they? They were like A. S who? One was like Ace Lee. One was like Ace Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. Um, we get into that more in uh, 27, though. Levitation 3, a fun Sengoku game. And so I um, saw that the actress that plays Baroba, uh, she's 15. And I didn't realize that. No way. I thought she was like 22. No way. Is that real? Yeah. I'd like in my head. She was like as old, if not older than like neon or like Kawa, you know, that's crazy. She's doing great, right? Yeah. She's kind of like one of my favorite uh, characters in this little uh, two piece uh, episode right here. That's crazy. 15. Yeah. And then I thought it was like, oh, everyone looks young when they're in like goth Lolita clothing kind of stuff. <laughs> she kind of reminds me of like that like spooky girl that hangs out with Zoro in like One Piece, actually. What's her name? Like spooky girl. Oh, right. Yeah. Damn. I can't think of it. Uh, Something like super willowy. Not Robin. Are you talking about Robin? No, like... It's like a like ghost girl, Zoro girl ghost. I don't know. Look it up. I forget what arc that was. Perona. 
Perona. Gotcha. Yeah, she's from the zombie arc. Yeah, I remember her now. But no. 27, though, it's like, man, Ace is real sleepy. He's never been sleepy. <laughs> and also, it's samurai times. And that was fun. Like, I liked, like, the way they're just like, oh, and this game is samurai themed. Like, um, did you ever see that show on Toonami back in the day, Reboot? Yeah, I love Reboot. <laughs> That's what they did. Yeah, and it was cool to see, like, the gang, like, inverse, because, like, whenever there's a game, the Jamato are the one that are changing you know, like their theme. So this time they were the, you know, antagonists. So seeing them change was pretty cool. And K-Wall was getting it. When he became a samurai, he was like jumping around like single shot. Yeah. And like a lot of like this episode is kind of like reacting to like people finding out, wait, Ace is a reincarnated like dude. And like we see like some random past lives. He has like this like kid Icarus like <laughs> wig one time he has like this like white dude playing him in like the like, 1800s or something yeah that was crazy i'm like wait what what's going on here so i'm like yeah um he can't take the power though of his power up so he's kind of like right after we like see him like all like peaky blinders like he he like passes out you know mm-hmm. i love how like he keeps telling his sponsor hey this isn't a documentary <laughs> this is my <laughs> life <laughs> yeah I just love the energy Zen. Is that how you say it? Zen, right? Yeah. Where, yeah. I just loved his energy this whole episode. Like, he was also one of my favorite characters. Just him, like, finding out about, you know, like, Ace and wanting to learn more and just how he was, like, moving the whole time was, was fun. The whole, like, subplot of, like, he wants to do more, but then, like, that makes him, like, a target where, like, halfway through, like, this episode, Baroba steals the new GMs fingerprints so she could become like comrade uh glare yeah glare too and she's just like starts beating the crap out of him like stop getting involved in the game and like about to kill him 27 ends with like ace being held up she like shoots a bullet at him it's <laughs> <laughs> looks like excuse style but yeah uh just i like that they have revealed all these things with time to like spend time on them and they're not like rushing past them yeah me too and everything makes sense. Like even like the even Ace being a reincarnation, I would have never guessed that, but it makes sense though. Like why he's so OP. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. I feel like sometimes like when you watch like an anime or any story that's kinda like shonen based, uh the one the main character is always overpowered, but it doesn't make any sense. Like why is he and come to find out this guy's been playing since day one. <laughs> so that makes so much sense. You know what I mean? Like it just that's a great way to explain it. Yeah. And like also like make him vulnerable and like make him kind of just like feel more central where like there are like a lot of episodes where he feels like he's not even engaged in the plot too much. Like he just like will show up to win. But it's like, okay, he still cares. He's still there, but he is kind of like not very engaged because he's like lived through this kind of stuff for so long, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, it is uh, the end of the uh road maybe for ace he's about to be killed who knows but i doubt it <laughs> plot armor yeah <laughs> well also i think like killing your main character just like that would be a wild twist actually in this one episode where it's super clear he's gonna get away he just doesn't <laughs> yeah i would not be a fan of that i guess he could always resurrect as someone else but that'd be like a huge time jump i was i would assume Okay, that would actually be really fun if it was like 18 years later, the world's like destroyed, there's no wishes, Ace is back, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, let's move uh, to episode uh, 48 of Common Murder Build to the world of love and peace. And yeah, um, what are your initial thoughts on this uh, penultimate, the second to last episode of Common Murder Build? <laughs> My honest opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not just me that starts talking about this show. It's like, <sighs> yeah, it's just like, I think I'm just ready for it to be over. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way, but like, there's just so much happening. And like, now Gintoku dies. It's like, what? Like, yeah, these decisions that the writers made towards the end don't really make sense to me. I don't I, like, how'd you feel about it? It super felt undercut that he died after they. So the past three episodes have been about somebody making the ultimate sacrifice of dying. Yeah. And that was like, and they go out so bad too. It's just like, you, you didn't even do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at least hurt him or something like nothing's being done. Just people just dying. And I just don't understand. And like this ends with like, maybe Banjo's dead, but also it, like right before everyone started dying, they said, oh, we're going to solve this by making a, a, a like new world. So it's kind of like, OK, all these deaths mean nothing. Also, potentially, mm-hmm. if people are coming back to life. Yeah, that's what it seems like they're going to do. They merge and then the wall's gone. And then, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to be the, the last episode. I'm not saying that like everything that happened with the walls and stuff. If that happened in real life where like a country got split in three and it's like leaders got messed up and they were like at each other's throats for years, that would be terrible. Mm-hmm. Not worth starting over with the whole world, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that also like just kind of feels like it goes against like the show a bit. Like like the big moment for like Sento was when like he got like his like final power. He's like, oh, whatever you destroy a vault, I could rebuild. And it's like, no, you're going to abandon it. <laughs> you're going <laughs> to just give up. Like, it feels like giving up. Like, even if, like, they're saying, oh, technically we're merging worlds. It's like, well, why? What does that relate to? Mm-hmm. If you had the pen, though, um, and like could change, like, something, like, to make the show, like, just make more sense or just, like, you, like take something out or, like, add something, what would you change? I think I would have changed the whole split dynamic between Sento and uh, what's my guy's name? Katsuragi. Yeah. And I would have just had Sento like had amnesia and for- he forgot who he was. Hmm. But I know it's one of the biggest like talking points of the whole show, but I would just have Sento be the main guy the whole time. Because Sento not being Sento kind of fucked me up. <laughs> hmm. I'm not gonna lie. How about you? What would you change? I probably just get rid of all of that new world stuff and like maybe even just like make a vault less central because he shows up in like an early episode is like bloodstock. There's this big mystery for like 12 episodes about who he is. Yeah. Then he's in the background, like leading everything forever. And then like he becomes like his main writer for episode like 30. And then it's 20 episodes just fighting him. The same fight, the same stakes in the same places with the same people. It, it just like doesn't really feel <laughs> like anything is different about this ending arc than the mm-hmm. past 15 episodes, you know? Uh, but yeah, I probably just do something different there and be like, oh, maybe he gets like captured and like has some Joker speeches for a while and somebody else like takes over as that villain for a bit. I don't know. Yeah. 
and maybe like they could have like ended up like I think it was like the middle of this this uh season when they like had like a little tournament. Mm-hmm. They could have had like another tournament towards the end, like who who could run the world or whatever. If Sento wins, the wall comes down type thing. I don't know. They definitely should have not abandoned kind of the like three countries aspect of it. Yeah, I don't understand why they got rid of that. That's so crazy. And like, like it just like feels like they didn't need to make the scale go from this is the show about three countries to psych. It's actually a show about the multiverse. <laughs> a pl- uh, uh, a villain from Mars and we never go there to, you know what I'm saying? Oh like, my God. <laughs> to Mars. I thought during that episode we were about to go there and then we went to the moon. <laughs> like he destroyed the moon and like now he has like moon gloves. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's really important that he has those boot gloves. <laughs> uh, a like, so like, we really liked at a certain point. Really liked it a lot. Yeah, like the whole show, but like in Toku specifically, we liked him a lot. Yeah, especially when he came back in his different form. That was so crazy. Like redemption art, and then they turned him into a walking billboard for like joking. I'm like, huh? Like yeah, yeah, some of the decisions are I don't understand. He even had my coolest thing, like a shattered helmet, and like I was like, I love that, and I super didn't care here. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I thought it was cool too, but I just I wasn't was not emotionally invested at all. At all. Like he died, he's like reaching for his dad. I'm like, okay, like, but why did you die? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like honestly, it would have made more sense if like five or six episodes ago he like has like his big sacrifice, but he survives, but he can't be a writer anymore. Then he has to be like a political leader. Yeah, that makes so much more sense. And then he just follows the footsteps of his father. Yeah. Yeah, that'd have been that'd have been way better. And like he could like stay in the show. And like a like major like plot point in the last like five was gonna be him learning to lead or helping people or whatever. Mm-hmm. He just has to die to probably be he's I don't think anybody is dead by the end of this last episode when they merged the worlds ah uh, yeah you're right cause like they're dropping like flies like which doesn't make any sense but it's to bring them back yeah you're right it's real like last season of like a like prestige show where like they've had all these characters keep dying in like random ways it's like oh man don't you love HBO we all die in the second last episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah just waste everybody yeah Uh, the big cliffhanger though is that there's no more genius bottle and Banjo is sacrificed himself to bring a vault to the rift between worlds. But uh, we'll have some post-abortion thoughts on that show soon. Um, but let's uh, switch over to uh, episode 48. Uh, not the penultimate, but the start of the last arc, I think, of uh, George Sentai Jetman. A Kiss That Calls Death. And this episode, I think is just okay Jetman knows what it's doing Jetman we can always rely on Jetman episode 48 and we get a a vampire themed episode like what like the creative like room was going crazy when they made this show like every episode's unique has its own like little theme or whatever and it all flows it's crazy and like something that like is like said in wrestling is like when you're hot you're hot and when you're not you're not and it's just <laughs> so many episodes of the show, they just like work 
at the jump because oh this is this show we know mm-hmm. it's gonna like pan out like we like get invested in yeah she's like i love how she randomly like just like becomes like a vampire as like big teeth and elk horns and everything uh at the start rad shows up after she's been trading is like how oh, you've done like a good job but you can't <laughs> be strong enough and then he's like drink my holy blood and then it turns into patrick star <laughs> It's on her neck. <laughs> and like, I just like love all the scenes of her being a vampire, just like falling down randomly in the middle of like the street. And like, yeah, I like them too. Just like setting up guys like this would never happen in today's time. Just like a random woman sitting there. What's wrong? And then like, she just like sucks his neck. And like, I don't, I don't know what happened to the people. She like, you know what I'm saying? Like stole their energy from, I guess they die. What do you think happened? I think so. I think this show is perfectly fine. People dying. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like she killed all those people. <laughs> and I just like love the way like Rad just like takes out this chalice and squeezes his palm till blood comes out. Like okay, <laughs> yeah. then he likes. Then he like. I wouldn't even say he like manipulated her, but like she's really going to turn into a a beast. You know what I mean? Like he, I don't think he mentioned that part. He's just like you're going to be super powerful. Yeah, it, it was kind of like, okay. And then Gray's like, what? <laughs> Gray makes an appearance out of nowhere, just off the bench. Like, the one negative on the show is that they, like, made Gray too cool that he, like, can't do too much stuff because it would be less cool. <laughs> yeah, we will become numb to it. But, like, now he's been, like, MIA for so long, it's kind of like, do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was cool to see like a cool. like appearance. He was like trying to save her, save Maria and stuff like that. So got a little bit of gray. I wonder what he's going to do when Ryu's back. Like they're going to have to fight to the death for her. What do you think going to happen? I don't know. Um, I don't know if Maria necessarily makes it back to being Rie, you know? Yeah. If she does, maybe they fight. But if not, maybe something else. But um, also pretty good this episode is like Ryu who like is like dressed up for a dinner and talking to the other like jet man and like saying oh it's not a date it's my good friend's birthday (laughs) yeah and he's just like completely like no sells it before going to celebrate like Rie's birthday is like oh like alone in this like random restaurant like in front of like a Andy Warhol painting be like oh it's your 22nd birthday Rie I'm gonna bring you home soon (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh he's he's kind of like necessary for the show to be this cool is to have one really lame but cool guy, but he's good. I like him. Mm-hmm. We get like the like um vampire Maria stuff continues though, because we see that um guy has at some point, like off screen, I think, like it's been like implied and like we've seen him on dates a few times, but like at some point they like just kind of realized they'd fallen out of like love or like weren't working. And he's just on dates. Oh, uh, he's got a different two every day. It feels like every episode <laughs> just living a life, I guess he seems kind of sad that like love didn't work out for him, but also he's just like, it's very mature that like it wasn't a big scene compared to all the episodes that were big scenes before they got together. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, he's at this like amusement park. He goes to this hall of mirrors and then he sees Maria and it's really cool. Like just the way they like just shoot like they're like, where is she? Like 
can he find her? But also like he doesn't like yet know that like she's a vampire. She's so like, oh, like who's this like who's this random beautiful lady who kind of looks like a vampire? It's like, oh, no clue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he fights her, and then uh, the whole team comes. But um, Rad's been like like showing so much random energy from like when he like drained it from that robot a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. and he just randomly like collapses and transforms into Radgem, this like big, huge like monster, like xenomorph, like like shows up in the city. And um, I really liked his like whole like monster form here. It was like. Uh, look the same but very different and the team tries to fight him as um ryu fights maria but they get owned because like their sword breaks on him like it punches through their chest and they have two like abandoned ship and then also um we see that um ryu is able to like get maria back to rie but she then like vampire bites him and he gets the, uh the like r- random starfish on him and it's like big cliffhanger which whenever they do like a two-parter it's a like very good job at the show you know it makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. but no um yeah just um i don't know what this vampire two-parter is but we only have three episodes of jetman after this like it's like also like 51 but i just feel like despite not having an a like week-to-week like plot the same way that something like builder like eats has like it's still gonna stick the landing you know yeah, um, I'm guessing Maria goes back to being re. Gray becomes human. I'm just joking. <laughs> That'd be crazy. It could happen. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how it ends. I can't really predict anything besides Maria possibly going back to being re and reunited with, with Ryu. And then maybe Guy and uh, Kyrie get back together. I don't know. He doesn't seem to be enjoying a single life anymore. Oh, yeah. Though... I could see them going back to Kaoru and like Ryu where she was like, I'm going to cut your love out and put myself in there. Right. If she said a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Cause I think we joked about it a few pods ago about Jetman actually being like a love story. Oh, it is. So I could see it ending on that kind of note. If the funeral is like Maria and Ryu, like you think like we get like guy and like Kaori. Yeah. Uh, are they going to ship Raida and Akko? Because sometimes they like feel like they are, but I hope they don't. She's like 16. Yeah, I, don't, I hope they don't either, but they could do like a little like best friends forever type vibe. But shipping, no. Mm-hmm. And maybe we see the, uh, the commander with like a random dude and it's like, oh, hey, here's my boyfriend too. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him from episode five. <laughs> yeah. I wonder too, because like I know that like... um later on like some characters from the show like do make like guest spots and like feature like special so i want to know like how do things end like it's just like oh then we're all married ever after Mm -hmm. or maybe it's cooler than that it's like oh and like now guy's gonna ride off in the sunset because he hates weddings i don't know but yeah oh that is our stuff and uh we are almost to the end of our uh slightly confusing um half show because next time is last episode of comrade build episode 49 and uh next time we are covering um build and jetman 49 and um geats episodes uh 28 through 29 um at some point maybe a few months we'll kind of like post check out like the like build movie but also just we'll do the little like post-mortem on build next time like uh final thoughts yeah 
pretty soon I'll be just geese, which would be nice because that's a much smaller amount of like content to anything, you know? Yeah. Senpai, though, um, who are your uh, top three characters this time? Top three. So I'm going to have to go with my guy Ace at number three. At number two, I'm going to go with Baroba. I think she really stepped up these two episodes of Geats. I really enjoy her as a character and watching her navigate pretty much control over to Jamato. That was fun. And then number one, I really did like Zen a lot this episode. I feel like he got a lot done as far as getting to the bottom of like Ace, uh, pretty much challenging the DGP, uh, breaking the rules of the games and stuff like that, all for his guy Ace. So those are my top three. Mm. This is hard. Um, I think um, I'd give Rad number three. He's just, <laughs> he's a great ham. He's just a great villain. Mm-hmm. His holy blood, drink my blood. Okay. Um, Ace has been really solid and just like, I think um, he like, he's kind of a reserved character, but he's like getting across so much without like breaking that. Um, and number one, um, I'm going to say, Probably Evolt, just a good villain. Just you know, wow. No, um, probably somebody else. Uh, who's number one? Uh, I was like, what? Yeah, no. Evolt hasn't really plot twist done anything but the same speech for twenty episodes. <laughs> like, I'm so smart and strong, girl than you. But no, um, I might actually say that um, I liked Ryu this time. Who he is just like a he's good at selling and like, just like reacting to stuff. But I think like, just this kind of is his moment to be like, okay, I've kind of been like superseded by like guy a little bit, but also just here's, here's my love story, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, but of uh, the, uh, Toku stuff, the effects fights, uh, the suit, what was your favorite this time? Step by Crimson Fox debut. Definitely for sure. How about you. Yeah. That's hard to be just, it is just, feels so different it looks so cool has its own style uh, perfect um and then um a shout out though to uh the um new form of rad like radagem which is a cool final monster and also the weird maria makeup vampire and what was the best outfit this time step by i gotta go with the 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 wardrobe switch in Geats when they went to you know the uh, kimonos, mm-hmm. or I forget what they're called. Not kimonos. What are they called? Samurai robes. There's probably like a special name for like samurai robes. They're like in their robes. Um, I really liked. Um, they tend to be like seven to eight weeks. Kind of like they were filming what we're watching now in like mid like February or something, and mm-hmm. um. Ace has this really cool like fox like jacket where like it looks like fox fur like on his collar. That's a good look. But yeah, senpai though, where can we find you when you're uh, not talking about uh Tokusatsu? Find me on TikTok and Twitter, Kopasek Senpai. Where can they find you, Kip? Yeah, you could find uh, me um on Twitter at James Forge, on co-host at Common Ride, and then the podcast uh on Twitter at Common Ride with me and um on co-host at common ride uh please uh go to uh come to uh find episodes and articles there is a slash merch on there to uh 
find merch with uh, all proceeds going to the Trevor Project right now. And uh, slash episodes to links out to platforms, please rate and review on places like Apple Podcasts uh, and get yourself a shout out. And please send in questions uh, to podcast at ecobrambi.com. Um, we will, if there's any build specific questions, take a look at those uh, next time. Maybe like we'll separate that outsidely and make that daily like short like 15 like 20 minute like thing but yeah uh that journey's almost over but so is Jetman too so that'll uh, happen soon um and finally what do we learn today senpai what we learned today is that no matter what you do in life you always get reincarnated and get another chance to come back Ooh. See, I thought what you were going to get to was no matter what you do in life, always protect your neck. (laughs) There's got to be like a mid 2000s, like LL Cool J, like vampire movie that has that tagline, right? There's got to be. Yeah, that was a big thing back in the day. Not to massively date myself.